Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode six of State of the Division, AL West edition. My name is T. Wright. I'm alongside Kendall McKee. We're going to bring you the latest news and notes from all the AL West action this past week. As is customary for us, we'll go over the, uh, the standings for the past week. We'll, Kendall will introduce us to his uh, new power rankings. We'll do a little team news and notes, offensive MVP, pitching MVP, uh, card buy of the week. We've got a full slate of stuff to talk about this week. So let's go ahead and get to it. We'll start with the standings. You know, we are starting to see a little bit of a theme here uh, week to week. Um, but if we run through the standings, Houston and LA both remain um, in the same spots. Houston is a game up on the Angels at 28 and 16. LA is right behind them at 27 and 17. And then you have the bottom uh, three teams that are, uh, again, continuing to be the same week in and week out. The gap is slowly widening. So Texas at 18 and 23, Seattle at 18 and 26, and Oakland at 18 and 27. So um, not, not a whole lot of change really now that we're starting to kind of get more into the season. The gap's widening between Houston and LA and the rest of the field. It has been each and every week. These teams are slowly falling further and further and further behind. Um, other kind of interesting tidbits from the week, Astros take three or four from Texas. We kind of, I remember last show we were talking about, you know, Texas has the chance after coming off of a great series against uh, LA to kind of <clears throat> maybe get into the mix a little bit. Astros came, came in, take, took care of business there. Angels kind of continued their skid, even losing the first of the three game series against Oakland before riding the ship and have kind of got a little bit of a hot streak going on. And then we have Seattle and Oakland kind of fighting for that final spot. And I kind of want to ask you, and maybe you can talk about this in your power rankings, is Seattle worse than Oakland? Like, what are we seeing there? So you go ahead and kick it off. You start with your power rankings. Give me kind of your um, thoughts on the past week from the AL West. Let's hear it. Yeah, so last week um, I, 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 I gave the Angels the uh, – the top power ranking spot, even though that the Astros had taken the division. Um, and then I said, Texas took over the M's uh, the Mariners for obvious reasons, um, especially in their opponents. And then the A's were rounding out the edge. And I really thought that's where this was going to stay for a while. You know, I thought that was going to hold on there. And, but we've seen, um, so this week in my power rings, just to run over the top five or the five real quick, and then I'll kind of dive in. I've got the Astros taking the Angels. Now, they're the top of the division. I've seen enough, especially when I watch those games against Texas really closely. And, um, I, well, first off, I would like to say that Texas played fine. Uh, and, I, th you know, I thought they were like, oh, you know, they didn't disgrace yeah. themselves for the most oh, part. But they are playing the Astros. You know, what do you expect? Um, but I think what the Astros showed me in those games where they are um, extremely competitive daily, and I think that's what you what you need to see from a, from a top of the power rankings. Then you got the Angels after that, for obvious reasons. They're still one and two, and I think it's really close. I think you're splitting hairs for the most part, and and week by week it may be you know who just does better that week, or it might just be matchup based. Uh, they both played Texas last week, so and now Angels are playing them again right now. So um, then you've got Texas. I've still got them at number three because I thought this was going to be a real tight three and four for a while. And the, and the Mariners would bump back up and they just continue to slide. And I think that's where you're going um, for your 
for your question is, is the difference between three and four actually not as close to the difference between four and five. And uh, I don't, I don't think so. I really don't think they are competing for that last spot. I think their injuries have really taken a, a toll. I've said that all year, um, but I'll dive into it in just a second, but I think there's some hope on the horizon on the horizon. Um, the A's continue to be last. I, I literally gave noisy some props last week and he comes back with one of the worst weeks I've ever seen from him. And so I'm like, golly, you know, and there was another guy, by the way, I don't know if you're going to go into this in MVP LVP that pooped on us uh, because he was obviously listening to uh, last <laughs> week. So um, do you want me to dive into that stuff now? Or do you want me to go into the MVP LVP first? Uh, you can, you can go ahead and go in, go into your team news and notes. That's fine. So what I really loved about the Astros, um, and what really like plateaued them into that number or not promoted them into plateauing is different into that number one position is they're eight and five and one run games. And Mm. I think that shows moxie, um, and a will to just never lose focus. And in a 162 game season, that's easy, especially if you're just rolling through opponents. And yeah. I've seen the Astros been able to hone in and really just um, develop some sort of cohesiveness. Their bullpen is getting better. Um, it's still an issue and it still needs to be um, put together a little bit more. But, you know, you see um, Abreu coming back and some things like that. They're just they're putting some good stuff out there on the field. And obviously, um, Jose Altuve's had a great week. I don't know if you're going to talk about that, but when their leader emotionally is having a great week, they're going to have a great week. And so I think that was really good. And they're, they're 14 and seven against their own division opponents. So that's pretty good. Yep. And I like that about them. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm thinking about an Astro that I'm going to talk about, but I'm going to save it for you. Cause I think you're going to tee it up later. Um, but then I'll go into the angels really quickly. They have a 270 WRC plus, uh, or sorry, Mike Trout has a 270 WRC plus and a 350 average over the last seven days. Yeah. I would say that's MVP worthy of the week, but I think there's a couple of players that are better than him this last seven days. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what your, what your selection is there. Jared Walsh had three dingers, four RBIs. Um, and Shohei was above average for most players, but for him, it wasn't like a stellar week. Yeah. Um, Max Stassi was activated this week. So from the Angels' perspective, he had a really good um, showing early on the season. And then last season as well, I like Max Stassi. I'm anxious to see how he brings more juice to those role players in that lineup. And I think the Angels have the chance to, to take back over the one spot next week uh, because some of the momentum is, seems to be rising. Good Texas, what did you say? I just said good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Texas played Houston um, competitively. Like I said, uh, I was happy with what I saw on the field, um, not only from a Rangers fan perspective, but from like a can this team compete for the wild card, which I hope they don't. I hope they don't compete for the wild card because I think there's a couple of things that still need to be broken down. I still think they need to trade. Uh, Martin Perez, he has pitched phenomenally. Like he is lit. He's in the fourth spot for some, most of the uh, uh, pitching statistics. And so you're like, can you question like, is he Cy Young material? And that's even crazy to even say, because it's Martin Perez and it's the Rangers, you know, they don't, they, those two things together say you're getting shelled, but uh, not, not recently. So I have, I have to give him props there. Um, I don't have long-term vibes with this Ranger team. I think it's a short-term experience and I think they're going to break it down again in July. 
Um, I think they're going to do similarly with what they did last year with shipping those guys off the rentable guys. I'm going to ship them off for a couple of prospects and build back towards next year. Um, Mitch Garver's back. Uh, he still has an arm issue, but he is back at the DH role um, and hit some tanks. Yeah, had a good week. And yep. Hit some tanks in the, uh, in the Houston series. Yeah. Um, Seattle, uh, they signed Justin Upton this week. So they are trying to put, to fix some of that outfield role. Um, Kyle Lewis did come back off the IL as well. And so, you know, you wanted Kellenic to step in there and you thought maybe Kyle Lewis was going to get shipped out. Now that's different. Maybe Kyle Lewis is the guy who takes over as, you know, as the guy that, that becomes the rookie of the year that he was and, and back and helps this team rise. Um, they had a really actually good offensive last seven days. Um, if you look at their WRC plus that it's, it's leading the division in terms of the whole, the whole squad um, yeah. and almost every uh, offensive statistic, they let it uh, yeah. or at least we're in the top two, which says one thing, their pitching is horrendous, you know? So, um, and so that's just, that's hard. And I think that will fix itself because they do have some guys with notable names out there and some really young guys that will have notable names. So that's why I didn't say they were going to compete with that fifth role. Uh, they are under 500 against the division opponents though. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, like I said, with the A's noisy, um, he dumped on me last week. This team is still really bad or he dumped on me this week from after giving him some props last week, this team is bad. Um, they are going to continue to move veterans to when we get towards the all-star break and it's going to get worse. Yep. A lot worse. Good stuff. Good, good kind of run through of the entire division and what's going on with each team. We will now transition into our MVP. And like kind of you said, you mentioned a lot of guys had good offensive weeks, and, that, and that's absolutely true. Ty France, uh, Jed Lowry, Tony Kemp, who got our LVP last <laughs> week, turned it around. Yeah. Good job, Tony, another guy that listens to the show. Noisy and uh, him just shook hands. You know, <laughs> Trout had a great week, Altuve, like you mentioned. But I'm going to go with um, a guy that I kind of attacked at the beginning. I'm going to give it to Julio Rodriguez. Okay, okay. Right? So call it recency bias. I don't care what you call it. He hits his first home run in Seattle. He's gone back to back games with a home run. His home run in Seattle, first home run in Seattle was a beautiful oppo shot. Um, he had three multi hit games this week, three home runs, seven RBI, five runs scored, a 219 WRC plus. Uh, just a great week for him. And, um, you know, just proud that he's bounced back from his rough start. He still struck out a lot, um, which again, if you were watching the show last week, actually gave the MVP to a guy because he didn't strike out. So, um, but because of his other, uh, his other metrics offensively and just his performance, again, these past couple of games, uh, the past couple of nights, I'm going to give it to our boy J-Rod. So congrats on your first MVP of the week award. Um, so, but like you mentioned, there were a lot of guys. All two, they had a phenomenal week. Um, his slash line was pretty incredible. So, so if I, can, if I can uh, like dive into your thinking a little bit more sure. Um, from what I'm looking at on stat on fan graphs, the last seven days, Julio was 16th in WRC plus. Um, and I'm going to disqualify maybe five of those due to plate appearances. How, so dive into how you justified putting him over Ty France, for instance, who's also on his team and had a better week. Yeah. I, I looked at, I looked at France's numbers. I looked at Altuve's numbers and Trout's numbers. And those were the guys that were kind of right there in it. Yeah. 
Um, I'm not I, disagreeing with you, by the way. No, I'm no, just yeah, kind of, yeah. I want to walk through it with. I'll be, I'll be real honest. It was a very subjective, sentimental. Um, Cause you put him in an LVP there week one. Well, not like, not that, but like, you know, he's, he gets his first home run in Seattle. Okay. Um, you know, he's again, he's hit him in back-to-back games. Um, a guy that I, I think I have an affinity for just because he's so prominent <laughs> in the card world. And you're like, okay, he's finally, you know, like offensively, he looks great. Um, I'm just like, I think we've also given it to Ty France before, if I can remember correctly. Um, I'll have to go back and look at the notes, but um, a lot of those guys were close together. And yes, some of them had better slash lines, but I thought that. Um, I thought that J Rod's performance all all around was was good enough to warrant the uh, the MVP for the week. So it's more cool. of a hey, let's prop up a guy, a rookie that had a great week, got his first home run in his home ballpark, um, and a guy that we're all excited. That's a great home run too. I mean, yeah, I mean, beautiful oppo shot, uh, right center field. So um, and so it was again a little bit more subjective. Like there's guys that are kind That's of all right. in that same area. So. Uh, just decided to go with it um, as a kind of as a peace offering to J Rod because again, because he's listening, he's in my DMs, he's upset. Like I <laughs> just had to, I had to, had to throw him a bone. So oh, love it. <laughs> All right. So MVP pitching wise, um, again, re- really solid outings from another uh, number of guys. We saw um, uh, guys that had some really strong performances, but I'm going to go with Martin Perez. I mean, the How guy has not? had a phenomenal month of May, as you already have alluded to. Uh, struck out 22, walked seven, only given up two earned runs the whole month, no home runs. He's averaging almost 100 pitches per outing. Uh, then he goes out and just gives Texas all nine inning, innings against a great Houston team, throws a complete game shutout. Uh, just fantastic. I mean, you got to give Perez his props. The guy has been just phenomenal, again, this entire month. Um, as you kind of already alluded to. So I'm giving the MVP to Martin Perez. So Syndergaard had a great night last night, I think it was. Um, yeah, going it was. eight strong. Uh, it's his longest outing of the season. So I don't want to discredit that. It was a it was a great performance as well. But I mean, a nine-inning shutout against Houston. Come on. It's a no-brainer. So I think one of the most impressive things about that shutout was that at the end, it was getting really dicey. And he was clearly losing it. You know, and then Woodward comes out there. You think he's going to make the pitching change and he comes out there and you can verbally see him like tell Martin, this is you. Yeah. This is you. And I, I first off, I love that when the manager goes out, not the pitching coach, and then pumps up the guy and he's like, this is your ball game. Go win it or go lose it. And it was a close game and there was runners on and he was lo- like he didn't have his stuff like he did early in the game. And he just knuckles down and just and wins the ball game. And I was like. Yeah that's that's goat material in terms of for the week (laughs) love to see it love to see it um lvp for the offense this week um kind of unreal but it has to go to our offensive mvp of last week yuli guriel the guy had a terrible week goes one for 19 has a wrc plus of negative 64 um didn't even draw a walk all week long (laughs) i mean that's not exactly what you want out of your five hole hitter right um so again the guy had a great week last week but baseball is a very weird game and guriel had a tanker of a week so i'm sorry yuli but 
I mean, we, we cannot let this go unnoticed. We prop you up and then you just dump yeah. on us. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. So, um, you know, not hats off to you. You're, you're terrible this week and we would like a formal apology. So anyway, um, LVP of the pitching, you, it's kind of, I don't, this is probably my least favorite category because you got a guy that has one start. Every pitcher is going to have a bad start in a week. It's a little kind of unfair to look at pitching performances week to week, but Zach Logue of Oakland had a really rough outing against Seattle. He was the one that gave up the home run to J rod. He went four and two thirds, gave up seven. Um, but on, in the same kind of vein, Marco Gonzalez, same game gave up five, went five and a third, gave up five runs. Uh, James Caprillion had a, pretty crappy outing the next night he went you know he gave up five runs as well so it's not I don't I'm not picking on Logue just because he gave up the most runs but I mean what do you do you've got guys that are going to come out and have bad weeks you know bad starts in a given week and doesn't really mean that they're terrible pitchers but Zach Logue of Oakland you gave up seven I mean so I'm sorry man but you got to do better so that's our LVP for the week uh, so that wraps up MVP and LVP discussion, and let's go into our. In, well, in reference to the in reference to the LVP, when I was doing the power rankings and I was talking about the Mariners having the best offensive numbers in the division, I also had to weigh like these dude these dudes torched some A's pitching, right? And yeah. so like <laughs> it's great you torched the you know, seven days in a row, but you also played Oakland and you took care of the guys who are supposed to not pitch well, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go with card by the week. I think you got a couple good ones for us. Tell us what you got. Yeah, I have, I have two uh, for the week. I have one that's kind of in a, uh, like a longer play threshold, maybe a really buy low opportunity. Um, I, I like searching these kind of things on YouTube. It's like best $5 auto you can buy or something like that. And this was a guy that I did that on and bought a $5 auto of him. In December, so obviously you know he's going to be a longer play guy, very low name, uh, low name recognition. But Jordan Davis from the A's, um, he's a he's a corner guy from the A's, and he's hitting really really well since his promotion to Double A. So if we look at his promotion to Double A, the uh, he's been he's been slash line of 330, 381, 649 with six homers and 11.4 strikeout percentage. And I think that last part is a very, very key aspect because he's a, he's a guy that is going into double a, which as we've talked about a lot is that really big hitter threshold of like, can these guys step into advanced secondary and, and, and secondary pitches? Can they evolve into that? Or are they just beaming fastballs like nobody's business? Um, and we're, we're seeing an 11.4% strikeout percentage from him in that uh in that in that double a so i really like that plus his cards the recent sales are 15 dollars. i bought it for five in december so that's tripling the value i like that if he triples again we're going to see some real stinking awesome numbers and i think he does get the opportunity to come up at some point this year with oakland and i think you'll see a price pop at that point especially if he comes up and does anything yeah. uh in oakland so i think it's a buy low opportunity for jordan diaz first third um and his autos are around 10 to 15 bucks get in and if you can the guy that's a little more expensive but i definitely think is going to pop with the aspect of a call-up 
is Ezekiel Duran. Like this is a guy that we got uh, that we that Texas got in a trade with for Joey Gallo that I was really upset about at the time. We were on the train to the Cubs game when the trade went out. I don't know if you remember this, but I was yep. distraught. Yep. Like the worst. I just felt like we got the just shafted. And now on this side of it, I'm like, wow, we did great <laughs> because look what Joey's doing in New York. But Ezekiel Duran is a guy that's come over. Um, he also is on a roll at double A. And I think that's another thing like double A is that level of like, can you make it? Um, and he's, he's hitting 327, 376, 622, six home runs, 22 RBIs in 24 games. So he's almost got an RBI a game, which is pretty serious. Uh, and 25 extra base hits as well. He's on a roll. He's a, a very, he's an excellent player and he's going to get a call up soon from the Rangers. I think um, they need something like that. I'm beginning to see like they're realizing that some of those guys that they have up there are not quite what they thought they would be coming out of spring training. And Josh Smith, who we've already talked about and Ezekiel Duran are going to get a call up soon and they're going to get a chance to play. And, um, Duran is a little more expensive though. He's an $89 auto right now. And that's probably because he was in that. Um, I believe he was in the 2020 set. Yeah. He was in that 2020 Yankees set. So, you know, it was an expensive yeah. get because you had to pay for, if you're paying for break slots, they were Dominguez Volpe yeah, and sure. then, Dur you know, then Duran, you know, yeah. so, um, likely, if you had the Yankees and you were looking for those two guys, you probably have some Duran cards that are probably yeah. about to be valuable as well. So, yeah, that's um, yeah, great. I'm not sure so if it's the same value in terms of guys in, in his range, but I so would little, say those are my two. Little prospect talk, little card talk. If you're into cards at all, you can catch us on Cardboard Consultants with the wonderful RM Layton. Um, so, I'm sure you know that name, but we love to talk cards and love to talk prospects. So, um, that wraps up our show week six or episode six state of the division al west edition we will be back next week to detail all of the happenings in this division we have gotten some pretty good separation i think it's nine ten and ten and a half games back for those bottom three so shaping up to be an la houston battle uh hopefully they both get in the playoffs but we'll see uh, what happens there so uh, that's all we got for this week. I'm T Wright with my co-host Kendall McKee signing off and we will see you guys next week.